Welcome to the Just Think About It podcast with your host, Ryan Lambert. Uh, So today I want to talk about uh, some tools. So some tools that you can use really for everyday living. And kind of the first one, one of my favorites, is really uh, using visual aids. Recently I watched the movie The Secret. Now believe it or not, I had never seen this movie uh, it came out in 2006. <clears throat> I remember so many people over the years are like, oh my God, you must have seen The, the Secret. Or have you read The Secret? Or have you seen The Secret? And I'm like, no, no. And I didn't know why they, everybody kept asking me if I've seen this movie. <clears throat> so the other night, sitting there looking for something to watch on Netflix, and we turned it on. Uh, about an hour into the hour and a half movie, my wife and I look at each other. We're like, yeah, we're good. And the reason isn't because the messaging is, is poor or the movie was not done well. Um, kind of a more documentary type style film. But really, it's just because literally it's how I've lived my life and I didn't realize it. I didn't even, again, watch this movie. The techniques it talks about, I began kind of, or stumbled onto, I should say, in 1998. This came out in 2006. Uh, it just goes to show they work. And I remember the one scene probably that struck me the most was this gentleman who had used the visualization technique and created vision boards, and he had moved into a new house. <clears throat> this was over the course of five years um, since he had made this vision board. He moved into his house, and I remember the scene where his son is sitting on a box and kind of kicking it while he's sitting on it, and then his son's kind of a little bit annoying, and is asking him, hey, Dad, what's in this box? And he's like, you know, pictures, uh, vision boards. And, of course, the son's like, what's a vision board? So he kind of annoyedly gets up from what he was doing and goes over and says, let me show you. And he opens the box and pulls out a vision board. And one of the vision boards he pulls out happens to have an exact picture of the house they were in right there at the time. Now, this isn't just any other normal house. This house was like a crazy mansion looking thing but it was like literally just about the exact house that they were in and the guy just began crying just because he had realized how effective it was and it kind of resonated with me because when I did this um, one time I specifically remember doing this was I think it was 2001 and I was living in a you know a bungalow um, pretty small maybe 1100 square foot bungalow and had one child and another one on the way. And uh, I was like, you know, I pictured the house I wanted. It was like a, a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath, colonial. Uh, I went online. This wasn't as easy in 2001 to get as many images online as you can nowadays and, and get the right images. But I found images of, of a colonial house. I found images of a really uh, manicured landscaped backyard because I really like landscaping. Um, really tried to make it as real as possible. Had uh, not just that on the vision board, but that was the thing that was most striking. Now, I had it right above my monitor at, uh, at the office that where I worked. And every day I would sit there quietly for probably a good five minutes just staring at the pictures and picturing myself there. So picturing myself walking in out of the garage into the kitchen, picturing, you know, the granite countertops and really kind of 
feeling like I was there. Uh, now, that happened, and then in my business, we kind of started, or I kind of came up with a new line of, of clients we were going to be serving. We hadn't really served before. Well, it ended up being very lucrative. And the way I structured my pay was partially commission, and this provided a, a huge boost to that. And a year later, um, I ended up moving to a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath house that was 2,200 square feet, had a backyard that had an amazing like slope down to a creek running through my backyard. If anyone knows me, they know I love water, water features. And again, it's just, it's amazing. You know, this happened, you know, again, a year after I began doing that. Now, things started aligning before that, but in a year's time, that, that occurred. It's, a, it's amazing when you have, again, these tools that we have access to and we don't use them. So it's a matter of just using a tool to get really what you want out of life. The other one would be, you know, certainly uh, journaling. You know, journaling is... Uh, I think difficult at first because you don't know what to write. Kind of like meditation. It's like, okay, how do I do it? Or am I doing it wrong? And the good thing about journaling, meditation, any of these uh, um, activities is there's no way to do it wrong. The way to do it wrong is by not doing it or not trying to do it. So journaling, I've kind of taken to the Artist's Way book. And uh, every morning I come outside, sit outside, look at this beautiful landscape around uh, the area I live, and I write three full notebook pages of just stuff, whatever I'm thinking, whatever I'm thinking, whatever things I thought of, things I maybe need to do that day, or just whatever, just write, and let ideas come to you. You know, your conscious is, is busy, so your subconscious is kind of working on and thinking about things behind the scenes. So, you know, that, that's a great, again, an underutilized tool. I mean, hell, I don't know how few people write. I mean, other than maybe writing out a check, if, if you even still write checks out, after school, most people don't really write at all. Then, you know, meditation is, is really a great practice. I mean, it's, it's uh, again, nobody teaches us how to do this when we're young, right? Nobody's in school you know, I don't remember taking English, math, okay, my next class is meditation, you know, or in gym today, we're doing yoga. This doesn't happen. Now, it really probably should, because it's been around thousands of years, and it's fundamental, and I don't know that any, there's any ill effects from doing it, but I know many people have had amazing experiences doing it. Again, why don't we do it? I don't know. Apparently, the school system thinks that uh, learning the rudimentary um, rules of baseball or soccer or football is more important than mental practices to take care of your body. Not sure. Um, but, you know, this is my kind of reminder today, though, really is to investigate these different tools if you haven't. Don't be afraid to try them. You know, meditating, journaling, yoga, uh, exercise, you know, exercise has huge benefits. And I don't mean it has to be at the gym where a bunch of meatheads, if you really sometimes feel 
you know, like people are judging you or, you know, you just don't like that general, you know, that general vibe of being in a gym. Exercise can be in, in your house in, without even moving in, out of a space. S- simply doing air squats, standing up, squatting down, standing back up. You do that 20, 30 times in a row, your heart rate is going to be significantly elevated. You are going to start to feel the effects. Your legs are going to start to feel like they're burning. You do that three or four sets of that, that's an exercise routine. It doesn't have to be some fancy thing where you get into a different outfit and you do all this stuff or use machines. It really doesn't. I think we make it too much of something in our head. Uh, or where, oh, I feel like I got to go out and run and then, you know, well, my knees hurt. And, you know, again, we, we just, I think, have unrealistic expectations of what we think this needs to look like. And the last thing I'll kind of leave you with, speaking about tools, is wherever you put your attention, whatever you put your attention on improves. Where your focus goes, so does your energy, and so will improvement. So several times during the day, ask yourself what you're focused on. What are you paying attention to? Is it, is it personal in relationships? Is it professional in your work is it physical with your health but wherever you're paying putting your or is it or is it in bucket three is it you're looking at your phone which which drives me insane you talk about the the cell phone and the number of hours of screen time you have on the cell phone it tells you now on a weekly basis oh your screen time was up x percent or down x percent from last week it's kind of sad that it has to tell us what we're trending with looking at something that offers no benefit to us. Uh, the only benefit your cell phone could offer if you're using it to track something that you're measuring, like your you know, food intake. But generally speaking, there's not a benefit that's coming from uh, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or almost any of these different apps that that are created now a lot of um discomfort or dis-ease see what i did there disease dis-ease can come from them um in the way of comparing ourselves to other people with what we think their life looks like because of a picture they posted reminds me recently of a, a friend of mine posted a you know i don't know if i talked about this before but posted a beautiful picture him and his wife and, and <clears throat> kids in uh, Italy, I believe it was. And I was like, oh, my God, they're doing so well. They look so happy. And I knew, you know, this person was struggling in the past with their relationship. And I was like, wow, this is cool. It looks like, you know, they patch things up and things are on the mend. I see him probably two and a half weeks after this picture's taken. And I was like, hey, how, how's it going? It looks like everything's going great. And I saw that picture on Facebook. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're probably in the outs. I think we're <clears throat> probably going to end up heading for a divorce. I'm like, What? And it just was a good reminder to me that what we see on any social media is not necessarily indicative of the person's life. It's what they want people to see. And you're going to probably hollowly compare yourself against an image of what somebody's trying to portray and not somebody's true situation. So there's really no benefit in doing that and comparing, Right. Our brain just wants to compare because it wants a way just to measure and kind of know where we stand against something. So 
you know, try not to, you know, try not to do that. It, it really doesn't serve any purpose and only can basically upset you. And the dogs are telling you the time is up. And like I leave you every time, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right.